years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt to win the Daytona 500. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. To the 10, he's all the way home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 55 South Sports. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of 55 South Sports. I'm Nick. I'm Dylan. And I'm Eric. Got a pretty good episode here. Um, got a couple things that are changing. Eric, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so we're going to run a little bit different format tonight. Um, we're going to set up in four quarters. We got the first quarter. Uh, Justin Verlander threw a no-hitter the other day. We're going to talk about that. Um, give you some, some background on that. Uh, then we're going to move into in the second quarter. College football week one recap. We're going to recap our picks. We're going to recap just college football in general. Kind of give you a little bit of a look ahead to you, but not much. We'll get to that in the next episode. Then we're going to hit halftime. Halftime we're going to come at you with a little bit of sporting news, just different sports, whatever we saw today or in the past couple of days. Interesting topics just to bring up for a couple of minutes. And then we're going to move into the third quarter. In the third quarter we're going to talk about the NFL. Week one coming up. We're making our picks for week one. And then uh, – after that, we'll move into the fourth quarter. We're going to break down our favorite co- or our favorite fo- overall sports rivalries. Can't talk tonight, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to go through all, all different we, college football, NFL, NHL, MLB, whatever sports. So, from there, we're going to kick it over to Dylan for some opening thoughts. Opening thoughts is, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. Uh, opening thoughts is I'm so glad football is back. Yeah. We, we, we finally have one week in the book. Notre Dame and Louisville just finished. So uh, I've been waiting since January when it quit. Yeah, I think we're all, we're all happy it's back. So it's going to be a fun ride, especially after week one. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, Justin Verlander threw his third career no-hitter on Sunday against Toronto. Um, what a performance. I watched uh, the end of that game, and it was it was a hell of a ball game. I was actually busy doing some things and Eric actually texted me and said he he's an inning he's no hitter through eight and I was like wow I need to turn it on and uh what was he one walk away from a perfect game yeah he, he walked somebody earlier in the game he uh, threw 14 strikeouts one walk no hits no runs and the Astros didn't score until the seventh or eighth of that game they had a two-run home run um, the guy's name escapes me he's rookie third baseman he actually ended up making the last out of the game uh but Oh, yeah, yeah, Arthur Astros third baseman, yeah. Last out of the game for Toronto was Bo Bichette. Um, when I turned it on, I was kind of hoping, you know, the rookie Bo Bichette could come in and ruin the no-hitter at eight and two-thirds. But um, congrats to Justin Verlander. I mean, Hall, Hall of Fame pitcher. He's 37 years old, 36 years old. and Is he uh, really that old? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, he's been in the league a while. And he is a good, still dominant. He yes. still throws 95, 96, I mean, still I, was, I remember him. At least a decade ago, but it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's 100%. that old. He's, uh, um, I always enjoy watching him pitch. I mean, I hate when I'm glad he doesn't. He hasn't pitched against the Cardinals, and because uh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. But, um, but he yeah. stayed in the AL his whole career. With that no hitter, he goes to 17 and five on the year. Pretty impressive year. Um, something to follow up with that. The Astros played today, and Verlander struck out 14 yesterday, and Garrett Cole struck out 14 today. So back to back days, their starting pitcher strike out 14. Um, <laughs> Pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive stuff. Houston, you know, obviously their best team and one of the best teams in, in MLB. And um, obviously, when you got got a guy like Justin Verlander who is 
pulling up his stats here, 17 and five with a 2.56 ERA, and he's already got 257 strikeouts. Dude, um, he's a machine. Man. With another three or four starts, he might hit 300 for the year. Um, that's impressive. Um, he is he is uh, 40 strikeouts away from 3,000 for his career, so that's a Jesus. pretty big milestone. Um, that's pretty hard to do. Um, so we'll see what happens, but. Um, we want to start off with that just because that's kind of the big news with sports. I mean, anybody that throws a no-hitter or anything like that in any sport, when it's something that, that big, um, it's pretty good stuff. So Something to throw in there, too. Uh, I don't think you mentioned it. He's the sixth person all time with three no-hitters, and he's tied with, what, three the, other guys? There's three other, yeah. And, Bob uh, Feller, they, Sandy Koufax, there's a couple. Only, the only two ahead of him are Nolan Ryan with seven and Sandy Koufax with six. Yeah. And then other than that, he's he's tied with three others yeah, for, so for third all time. That's pretty impressive. So he's actually 36 years old, so I just looked you it up. You said there. he's getting close to 3,000 strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Which is more frequent, 3,000 strikeouts or 3,000 hits? Um, so I'm not – we know I'm not digging into baseball, so I always lean on – More frequent? I don't know because we don't have <clears> anybody that is going to – 3,000 hits is, I mean, obviously hard. 3,000 strikeouts. I, I think both. It, so. Pujols just did it. Um I think we see 3,000 hits more often because I feel like hitters last longer in the major leagues that, than pitchers. And, and hitters play every day. Pitchers pitch every fifth day. True. Yeah. Um, but 3, 000, there's still a handful of guys that got 3,000 strikeouts, but there's obviously more with 3,000 hits just yeah. because, you know. You don't, want, you don't want to compare the 3,000 strikeouts to, to seven home, 700, 600 home runs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Because 3,000 strikeouts, I mean. Um, so, you know, I, know, I know like a good day for a pitcher is – 10, nine, yeah, nine, 10, yeah. Anytime 11, you get 12. the double digits, I mean, that's, that's impressive. That's, that's real impressive. Yeah, a, a solid outing from your starters going to be about six, seven. six strikeouts. Yeah, six, six, seven. Seven. And like you said, they don't play. I didn't think about them only pitching every five, once every couple yeah. days. So, yeah. So I mean, they're both impressive. <laughs> three thousand yeah. hits, three thousand. But like Pete Rose, three thousand. I mean, he hit uh, over four thousand. Yeah, four thousand hits. He or, also played for yeah. like twenty three years. Right. You know, um, Nolan Ryan is the all time strikeout king, and he had like five thousand plus. But he played for like twenty. Yeah, we looked 20, 20, Yeah, twenty four years. He played in three different decades. Yeah, so. he threw no hitters in three different decades. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, like I said, three thousand strikeouts is definitely impressive. So it's three thousand hits. But big shout out Justin Verlander, third career no hitter, and um, I'm on his way to three thousand strikeouts, which is another big topic yeah. we'll cover. I'm sure. Another big stat for pitchers is three hundred wins. That's hard to get. Yeah. Um, he's got two hundred twenty one. So. Mm, depends on how many years he's got. If he keeps pitching like he is, I, there's, I don't yeah. see there any problem getting 300 wins. Um, CC Sabathia actually has the most wins among active pitchers, and it's his last year. I believe he's at like 240, 250. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm still impressive. But yeah, um, yeah it isn't an average year like 10 and five. Or well, it just depends. So like, an average year, anytime double digit wins. So like, he's 17 and five. That's a very impressive year. But a lot of pitchers, you know. But of course, if you go deeper in the playoffs. Yeah, like yeah, that, right. 13 you know, wins, you know. But 17 and five is what he's at right now. He's going to have probably three or four more starts. He plays for the Astros. Out of those four starts, all four can be wins. So he might end up with 20 plus wins. Um, if he can do 20 plus wins for the next four years, it's 300. Oh yeah, he's going to get 300. But it just he's 36 years old. So yeah, um, but. Hasn't stopped. Well, Jamie Moore is fifty-one years old. Yes, still. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, kick it into the second quarter here. Yeah. Right college along. football. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What you got on that, Dom? How 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 was your first week of college football? What? My my week was pretty good. You know, Georgia brought home a win. 
Which it was unfortunately. Yeah, it, it, it was it was Eric's pick against against Georgia, but they could they honestly they could have played a hell of a lot better. Oh think, yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that can play that. I lot think better this I think the biggest for a lot of us, uh, Mizzou, Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying that was an upset because Wyoming's not a bad team, but the Mizzou was up like seven and a half point favorite, I think, um, and they just played. They came out and played terrible, and they yeah. they made a run in at the very end, just didn't didn't happen. They didn't um, have enough time. Yeah, um, Wyoming. Shout out to them. Played a very good game. I think once they got Mizzou's head, rattled them. Um, that that first half. At the end of that second quarter is when they got in their head, and because the second half when they came out, um, I think Wyoming only scored a nut one more time after the first half. Yeah, they scored. They kicked a field goal. Yeah. So, but other than that, um, Mizzou's defense stepped up in the second half, which was good to see if you're a Mizzou fan. But it's a tough loss. So we'll give you guys kind of a uh, refresher here. We uh, we picked we picked on four games and we all picked upsets. Um, I'll cover the upsets real quick. I picked Idaho versus Penn State, which was by far out of all all three upsets was the absolute worst. They lost seventy nine to seven. Someone else scored seventy nine too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, that. There was um seventy nine points. I saw it come across the ticker. Earlier. So a week one upset, I'll take a big L on that one. Uh, <laughs> I think we all took. Big yeah, we all. Nobody won their upset. Uh, Dylan picked Florida Atlantic over Ohio State, which they lost. Uh, forty nine twenty one, which I mean, I, I actually text Dylan is like, man, your team sucks. Your upset pick sucks. And then <laughs> two hours later, I was like, never mind, <laughs> mine's worse. So I was like, at least, at least mine scored a couple of times. Yeah, and then uh, actually the best upset, uh, who, who did the best? Eric, he picked Vanderbilt over. Uh, I actually Georgia. at least get one one point for yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no points. Thirty to six. Thirty to six, but that was the best, you know. Um, but then we picked Oregon Oregon versus Auburn, which was by far my favorite college football game of the I week. I think it was the best oh, yeah. one of week one. Um, I picked Oregon, so I lost that one, and you both picked Auburn. So you guys got that one right. Um, Notre Dame versus Louisville. We'll get back to that Oregon-Auburn game. Notre Dame versus Louisville. We all picked Notre Dame. Yeah. They just finished, just finished uh, 35-17. Uh, Oklahoma versus Houston. That well, was pretty close to what we were we were saying. I know Dylan couple said touchdowns. two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I was saying 35-21 or 28-14. So. Yeah. yeah. Then Oklahoma versus Houston, which we all picked Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts, and I get it, he played Houston. That was one of the most incredible. Is it five, one, 506 or 508 yards? Something, 500, yeah. 500, 500 plus, plus yards. The first, six first half he had 160 passing yards and 140 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Don't me wrong, it's Houston, but Houston put up 31 points. Yeah. So. Well, and that's. That's Oklahoma I, 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 I don't want to I, say I, I, it's not hard to do because I, I wouldn't be able to do it. No, but, but in college football, high scoring is a big thing. Big, big, there's barely any defense. In right. Um, and then Stanford, Northwestern. Me and Dylan both picked Stanford. Eric picked uh, Northwestern. So, overall, we're all 3-1. and one. Uh, Dil- No, Dylan's 4-0. and Dylan 4-0. So, he's in the lead. Me and, me and Eric are tied for second. Uh, no, three Dylan, and one. Dylan's 4-1. and one. We're 3-2, and two, technically. Yeah, we're, we're not going to count the upset, though, so, because obviously that's why it's an upset. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so me and Eric are three and one. Dylan's four and zero. So Dylan here in first place. Hopefully not for long. Um, King of the picks this week. Yeah, Dylan won that week one. So let's get back to that Oregon Auburn game. Um, I know we all kind of watched it pretty much the whole thing, or flipped. You know, kind of. I was I was doing change for the high school team, so I watched the end of that one, yeah. the end of Mizzou game. Yeah, and um, so I was flipping between Georgia and them. I, I remember it's, texting. It's rare I'm, that I'm flipping from a Georgia game to an Auburn game. Yeah. That, it was a damn good game. It was a good game, for sure. And um, at, at the end. I think I texted you guys, and then we were, Oregon was – I kind of – I was hoping – I kind of spoke too soon. Oregon was winning 21-6. to six. Yeah, you said text message. I was like, oh, it's a good pick, boys. And uh, <laughs> and then Auburn, that second half, they just – you know, they just – Oregon didn't score the rest of the game. So, Bo, the Bo, Nicks, on defense. Bo Nicks came in and took over. I think he went at halftime, <laughs> and – 
I think the nerves is what Auburn, you know, big lights, you know, it's a big game, neutral site. Freshman quarterback. Freshman quarterback. I think, and don't get me wrong, Oregon didn't play bad by no means. I mean, both teams, Oregon, they played well. Just second half they couldn't get anything done because I think the adjustment, um, kind of what we talked about, speed versus speed and strength. At the first half, Auburn couldn't keep up with Oregon. The speed, the no huddle, the – Going in, you you know they looked they, they were they they were practicing for speed, but I don't think they realized how quick they were going to be. Uh, and it was it was incredible. Um, now then, I think second half Auburn kind of slowed them down, got in their heads, the muscle kicked in, and uh-huh. Auburn and that last play, I mean that pass, yeah, they, Bo they controlled the tempo on offense. They <clears throat> did what they wanted to do. So that was watching that last touchdown. What eight seconds left? Was, whatever, yeah, something like that. I I couldn't decide. I didn't watch any post-game interviews or anything, uh, but I couldn't decide whether he got lucky because it was underthrown. I think it or helped. Or if he underthrew it for that reason. I think it helped because Oregon, the cornerback and the receiver went up at the same time, and they were both played the ball well. And I think because it was under underthrown, the receiver turned his back and kind of block, I guess, you know, set a screen, I guess, and caught it. I think yeah, that helped. A little, little bit of a push-off, but that, that's that, fine. That's, that's, yeah, that's going to happen. happen. Yeah. <clears throat> was that, was that, did Bo Nix go, I'm going to underthrow it? I don't think so. But it's, Well, he's not just going to, I'm going to underthrow it and hope that he comes down with it, but it was just one of them where I couldn't tell if it was a bad throw and he got lucky or, yeah. if, he, or if he meant to go for the back shoulder and it was just a tad bit underthrown. The only thing that matters is he caught it. He caught and it and they won. won. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was probably an, another game I liked was actually I'm surprised none of us picked it for an upset. It was Iowa State versus uh, was it Northern, Northern Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Triple overtime, 29-26. Yeah. And I, I almost picked them, but I'm like I'm gonna go out I, on a limb here. I think if I'm I don't remember because I didn't watch the game, <clears throat> and uh, I think didn't Iowa State have a or Northern Iowa had a penalty or something in the third overtime or second overtime that kind of cost them. That I do not. I like. I I wasn't watching it. I remember watching the uh, I, who who I mean if you're not a fan of either team who was just gonna watch Northern Iowa versus hey, I mean, Iowa State I watched, I watched Navy versus Holy Cross so <laughs> I watched just about you're, every you're game. You're a fan of Navy though. No, I'm not. He hates Navy. Oh, oh you hate Navy. I'm Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> so I wouldn't watch Navy versus Holy Cross never in a million years, but um, that was if, a big if game. If there was literally nothing else on, <laughs> I'd go find something to do. Yeah, I'd go on YouTube and watch. I mean, yeah. I flipped through, through so many stuff. games. I, I said they're watching Navy Holy Cross so. Um, there's there's quite a few good games. I mean, I think overall week one was a solid week. Started off last week with started off with Florida Miami. Florida Miami, which was obviously yeah we didn't we didn't get to cover that too that was, much because that was before we recorded. Um, it, it, it was it was a good close game, but it it wasn't a good game at the same time. No. Yeah, I um I definitely think you know Clemson had no issues. You know, there's a lot of games where your teams that were supposed to win won, and yeah. I think that was a big One thing. One of my favorite upsets of this week, I consider an upset. I know y'all didn't because it's Tennessee, but Georgia was it? Georgia State beat Tennessee. They yeah. got they got Georgia State got paid nineteen or nine nine hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to beat Tennessee to go to Tennessee and come home with a win. Yeah. Which, what like we it? said earlier, wasn't necessarily an upset, but it's <clears throat> impressive. I mean, it, D1, it is a big D one school, Tennessee. I mean, you. You got paid to lose, and you won. So and, I, that's an upset in my book. Yeah, it, it's like I said. I wouldn't just because Georgia, Tennessee have their little. No, but you're not the only one that doesn't like Tennessee. So don't. right. I don't so, think many people in the sporting world likes Tennessee. <laughs> so I think like, you're all right. Like I, I have a buddy, he's a Tennessee fan, and he 
he said he tagged me that thing on Facebook, said, get your laughs out now, or whatever he said. And yeah. So I was going to take it easy on you, but now, now you're now just calling for it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't consider it an, up, an upset just because of how Tennessee's been the past couple of years. I know one of the games we did Like I, I would, I, I wouldn't consider Wyoming beating Mizzou an upset. Mm-mm. No. So, although no, I, I just think Mizzou obviously wasn't an upset, but I think everybody thought Mizzou would win. Yeah, everybody oh, thought yeah. Mizzou should come in. So, in Wyoming, so. you, their fans, the way they act, I mean, they, 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 they almost, the yeah, I mean, that, that's a big game for them. So, yeah. um, I think another interesting game that it was a game we actually picked on, which was the closest Stanford versus Northwestern, wasn't a high scoring game, 17 7. Um, I thought I had a chance of coming out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, Eric <laughs> picked Northwestern, and I, I was watching it, and I was like, um, I was like, wow, it's you know, it's seventeen seven. That's not bad. So, it was, it was a good week overall. I mean, week two is gonna be exciting. Um, we're not gonna make our picks yet because we're gonna record another episode later this week, and um, we're gonna cover our picks, upsets, do the same thing. There's a couple. I will mention there's a couple big games. Um, Texas LSU, Texas A&M, Clemson. Yes, there's a couple big that's games. A game I'm looking forward um, to for sure. So that'll that'll be on the next episode. So make sure you listen and. Uh, <clears throat> Listen, and you know, episode episode four is gonna be just as good as episode three. So, yeah, I think we're gonna go in, you go into half You got anything else here? about college football? I mean, you got any? Uh, not until the next episode. And we'll, so we'll, we'll keep it short and sweet on college football this, this week. week. Yeah, I think big this this episode is gonna be big NFL because it starts yeah. Thursday. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it's I'm glad it finally college football finally started. But as of all that, like I love it, but it wasn't really. There was one real game, which is Auburn and Oregon, which we talked yeah. about, so uh, next episode for this coming week, it'll be a big dive one. into it more. Yeah, it'll be a big one for college football. <clears throat> so moving into halftime, so like I said earlier in the sec- in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, so what we're, what we're going to do here, like I said, we're going to try to relate it to the time of year. So right now it's football, so we're going to do a four quarters, and then maybe when hockey starts, we'll do a three-period segment. Um, we're not going to do an MLB nine innings because no. we'll, we'll talk about nine topics. We can find something on bowling. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know we're going to try to keep it. You know NBA four quarters, same thing. We're going to try to yeah. keep it like that. Um, so that's just so halftime. We're kind of just going to pick up some random topics or anything we've seen, um, just for a couple minutes, just kind of before we get into a third quarter. But kind of take a break and have a little fun with it. You know, see what we come up with. So yeah. So my first topic I want to get into on halftime is. Uh, Saw here today, kind of a hit to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, their captain, Justin Williams, announced he's taking a break from the NHL for at least the 2019-2020 season, at the start of the season. He's not going to join the team. So don't quite know what's going on there. Hope he gets everything figured out. I know he was pivotal on that team last year for a team that made the playoffs, NHL playoffs. and um, Well, they made it to – they made it to the finals. They made it to the conference finals, didn't they, this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, Carolina, lost, to, so, they yeah. lost to Boston. They lost to Boston. 4 nothing. They, they swept Boston. Yeah. They got swept by Boston. But so that's, that's a big hit, I think, for the Hurricanes. We'll see how they bounce back. Um, they're a fun team to watch if you like NHL. Um, obviously, you know, we're all big Blues fans here, but other teams, yeah. they're, they're a fun team to watch if uh, you haven't, haven't got to watch them. So. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I mean, who did he specifically say what his I, reason is? It I just takes some time with family. Looking and, at it, um, basically. I'm. Let me see here. I'm pulling it up again. Uh, he just said to, to start the NHL season. He's just taking a break. Um, nothing else. Nothing disclosed yet. It's, it's, he's just unsure of his aspirations regarding hockey. So he's just 
kind of doesn't know if he loves the game anymore. Kind of the, uh, the Ryan O'Reilly effect last year when we, we picked him up. He what, didn't know if he was going to – he didn't know if he loved the game anymore, didn't know if he wanted to get away from hockey, and then the Blues revitalized his love for the game. So let's ho hope he can find his love for the game again and get back out there and help Carolina. Yeah. Um, I like seeing those teams that, that don't usually make it or haven't made it in a couple of years make it to the playoffs and do big things in the playoffs. So. One thing I want to I want to bring up, and like I said, it's it's about sports, but uh, fantasy football. We're we're actually going to start a little. We're going to try it as like a sample this year. We're going to do like a sixteen fantasy. It's going to be Dylan, myself, Nick, and Eric versus three of our listeners. Um, once we get everything straightened out, and we get all the teams. We'll announce those listeners next episode and kind of go over. We're going to have our draft later this week. Um, season starts Thursday, so it's going to be a little fun. If it works out, great. And um, hopefully, and our podcast keeps going next year. We'll, we'll make it a ten. You know, yeah. ten, a ten, eight, eight or ten, eight or ten. Depends depending on, who wants yeah, to depending in, on uh, listeners. But we're going to start out with a six. So um, that'll be a little fun. Just you know, like I said, no money or anything. Kind of like bragging rights. And yeah, um, we'll, like I said, we'll do something. We'll do something, you know, the winner will, you know, or losers will make them wear, do something funny, or and post it on social media. But Well, hey, 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 now that's not fair. Yeah, because <laughs> we're doing this more for Dylan to keep up the yeah, date we, on we fantasy. Want, we want Dylan to kind of know how fantasy works, so we're kind of, we're trying to set him up a beginner's league, but uh, we're not going to take it easy on him. So, no. um, but yeah, once we, once we get the all 16 or the other three, the three listeners that listen to our podcast, once we get what's, them. What's kind of cool, too, is I just saw. Week one, we're not playing each other. We're all playing against another listener. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Me and you, me play, and each you play each other. Me and you play each other. Never yeah. mind. Dylan's got to play. Uh, Dylan plays against one of our listeners. Yeah, so one of our listeners. Can I have a bye week? <laughs> <laughs> so, just, uh, so if you hear us talk about that in the future, about our, our fantasy league, we're, we're just starting, like I said, a six team just to kind of see how it goes. But um, it should be fun. So. Yeah. Dylan, you got anything for halftime? Yeah, I have some uh, kind of sad news. Uh, minor league player for the. Detroit organization. I saw that. 27-year-old Chase Numata died in a skateboarding accident. Yeah. Skateboarding? skateboarding accident. He, he was skateboarding around 2 a.m., wrecked or fell, whatever you want to call it, hit his head. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I just wanted to get... Yeah, where are your homeless kids? Condolences and... Be careful, man. Yeah. You know. If you're going to go do that, make sure you tell somebody, uh, hey, I'm going to do this, and let somebody know where you're at, so if they don't hear from you, you know, that's... I, and I don't know if he did. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, always let somebody know or go with somebody. But that's also a big thing for the younger listeners. Wear your helmets. Yeah, wear um, your helmets. It's mm -hmm. No matter if you're going, I mean, I know people personally that you're going five miles an hour or 40, wear your helmet, please. I think the show he was riding about 2 a.m. Somebody stopped. Uh, what does it say? Where was it? Uh, I want to say Philadelphia is what I think it so said. So it wasn't even at, well, it could have been. Uh, I don't know. And on minor league season, when it ends, it ends. And it depends, yeah. yeah. It depends on single A, double A, triple A. Yeah. Depends on where you're at. So, or if he's hurt, you know, who knows? He might yeah. have been on it. Yeah, yeah. says he. But he's hurt. He shouldn't the skateboard. Yeah, it, it appears he just fell off and landed head first on the ground. Oh my goodness. Unconscious. As somebody as as find him, I guess, or unconscious as soon as he fell, he was knocked out. Uh, that's about all it's saying. Okay. Well, uh, condolences goes to his family. Yeah, you hate to any, see that happen. Anytime, yeah. I mean, not just an athlete, anybody, yeah. but when it's downtown athlete, Erie, Pennsylvania, with you know so. potential, you never know. So it's kind of like uh, Jose Fernandez a couple years in the building accident, and uh, Oscar Navarro, Tyler Skaggs, who Tyler recently Skaggs. they found out overdose, uh, accidental um, overdose, on and he them. threw up or he choked on his own vomit. So yeah. um, especially with people with talent, it's just crazy, and you know you don't know what goes on in people's lives, and um, you just hope that this can maybe teach some, teach the next guy, you know something yeah. whatever it is if it's 
you know, want to talk to somebody, get help, whatever. Um, maybe maybe it teaches the next guy. So. You know, like any kind of mental illness or anything like that, but even random stuff like this, yeah. he was skateboarding and he probably hit a rock and flew. Like Who knows, done, right. Like right. Done was he wearing a helmet? We don't know. Yeah. You know. He, he might have been. The only thing we can say is... Wear your helmet. You know, right. Yeah. Make, sure, make sure you're wearing helmets. Be safe. Maybe don't go skateboarding at 2 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't say if any. Maybe was he going riding down to get, you know, it depends on where he lives, what he's doing. Was he riding down, you know, the gas station or was he what, or was he just taking a stroll skateboarding, you know? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't say anything about drugs or alcohol in the system. It just says he. Yeah. It's a shame. Passed. So. Well, that's uh, that's kind of how halftime is going to go. Just get a little preview. We're probably going to do it for the rest of the football season and then into hockey we'll do a. We're gonna do three periods and then do an intermission report, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, intermission will be a little shorter because it's you know there's two. We'll, of them. we'll only do one intermission. In yeah. Hockey. We're not yeah. gonna do two intermissions. Right. Right. So, um, but third quarter, this is gonna be our, our longest segment. Um, NFL picks, um, previews, what we think season. You know, kind of covering the NFL because week one is it's as Thursday. You, as you know, last week we did take our, make our Super Bowl predictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not gonna go over that. There's a couple of trades that have happened. Release. There's a couple there's, trades. There's a couple yeah, things that have happened. Um, a lot of teams are making. We're making the 53-man roster moves. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of draft picks moved. Late-round draft picks moved for offensive linemen. I saw quite a few offensive linemen on the move. Some some receivers, and then the big the big topic was the uh, the Bills cutting Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, that and was uh, he got he got picked up by Kansas City today so. or yesterday. So. Really? Yes. I did not see the one year deal to two million. Yes. So it's gonna be him, and then well, I think Damian Williams is still gonna have the starting spot. Yeah, just Damian Williams will be the starter. You know, his training camp. And yeah. He, I well, think, they, but, they they I think they right now have McCoy at number three running back. I know my my draft this year they right. they were saying uh, was Darwin. Um, what's yeah. His name the, the third string running back. Yeah. Is uh, so the third second string. They got they got Lashawn McCoy. I mean, yeah, you know, Shady McCoy, Lashawn McCoy, whatever you want to call him. Um, has had a couple down years, but he at one time was the top. I had him. I, like one, one I had him. Backs. I had him when he was one of the top backs in the league, and he was you know, 250, 300 point guy, 300 point guy. So, um, yeah, we've got a couple of those to cover. A couple different trades and stuff. Um, uh, Indianapolis two year deal with Jacoby. Brissett. We just seen that yeah, on TV. Thirty million dollars. Thirty. Thirty million. He's the future. <laughs> Fifteen million a year. He's the future of Indianapolis. Well, Col- well Colts. If you're a Colts fan, I'm sorry. Um, nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but it sounds I like I'm glad I did not take T. Y. Hilton in my league. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> should have took Marlon Mack. So our week one picks. We're gonna go go down the line here. Uh, first game is obviously Thursday. Packers versus Bears uh, in Chicago. Um, I picked the Packers. Uh, Dylan and Eric picked the Bears. Um, I think that game could go. Either way, I mean, both teams are yeah. are good teams. Um, the Bears defense does scare me. Um, I, I picked the Bears just because, you know, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers and the team are on a real clicking level right now. Yeah, from from what I've heard in the off season. Yeah, you know, they but, did come out. Did you see their you know, their? It was on ESPN. They dressed up as Happy Gilmore. Really? No. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was Ben Stiller. The, the, <laughs> he had his mustache. <laughs> They had a bunch of different guys. One was uh, Chubbs, and one one was actually Billy Madison. It was actually pretty neat. It was on Billy ESPN. Billy Madison, you mean Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, sorry. <laughs> Not Billy Madison. Billy Madison, yeah, same guy. Hey, same Billy guy. Same, same, same guy. Same guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. Uh, 
But no, so yeah, it was pretty cool. I'll show you guys after we're done recording here. But uh, game two, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus New England Patriots in Foxborough. If anybody knows us, you can already guess yeah. how these picks are uh, going. Me and Dylan both picked the Patriots, <laughs> I'm going obviously. Uh, Pittsburgh. Eric, Eric picked Steelers. The only reason I, I'm just I, – I get why you picked Steelers. They're your I, favorite team. I can't go against my team number week one, and I can't go against them against the Patriots. Yeah. I can't. Um, I can't pick. Bring myself to pick the I Patriots. Just, it's supposed to be so. unbiased. You know they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We're, we're making. Okay. Picks why here. didn't you? Why'd you pick the Patriots? Yeah. Because they're not going to lose. Oh, right? okay. Um, it's unbiased. I, I, I just. I just think. The st- I mean, the Steelers are good, <laughs> but I just think the whole, uh, the whole. Hopefully, the whole locker room thing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, week one, we don't know. They might no. come out, and they might come out and be the same old Steelers. So. Um, our third game is going to be Falcons uh, versus Vikings in Minnesota. Um, I, I, I picked the Vikings, and Dylan and Eric picked the Falcons. That's another game. It could go either way. Um, I know I picked Matt, Matt Ryan as my bus last week on our episode. Um, but that game, I mean, the, the Vikings and Falcons are both one of those teams that, you know, they might start off slow, they might start off hot. Um, you know, who knows? Depends on who comes out fire. Yeah, I think with being in Minnesota, that's why I picked the Vikings personally. I mean, because it was a tall, it was a, it was like a, one of those things you flip a coin in the Falcons and Vikings. I picked the Falcons because I drafted their running back, and I hope he runs all over <laughs> the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, I just like the Vikings going to have a drop off this year from last and year, and they might. That's so. yeah. Um, then I think he's got Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Who knows? It can go either way. Yeah, our fourth game was uh, the Giants versus Cowboys, which we all picked the Cowboys, even though Zeke doesn't look like he's going to be back in time for week one. I can't pick against that offensive line. The Giants, playing the Giants. The Giants were just terrible last year. They lost OBJ. Yes, they do have Saquon Barkley. Um, That's all they got. Eli Manning is just – he's like – don't get me wrong. He's, he's on the Super, decline. He's Super Bowl champ. You know, he's got some – you know, his hey. career stats are good. Don't even say that. He's, won two, he's, he's beat the, the GOAT twice. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Giants, um, they're just – now, we might we might come back next week and be like, the Giants are a new team. We might come yeah. back next week and say, man, we don't know how to pick the football <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we all picked the Cowboys there. And then the last game we picked uh, – Monday night match. Yeah, right? Houston Texans versus New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. We all picked the Saints. I think because um, they're, in New they're in New Orleans and you can't go against Drew Brees opening night in New Orleans, big prime time game. Texans are good, game. you know, they're good. Deshaun Watson's coming back. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they obviously got JJ Watt. I mean, you can't you can't go yeah. against. They did just trade Javion Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, looks like for a couple couple draft picks. I know they're having contract disputes with him. Yep, and he's gone. Seems like I, that's one big thing. Which the last three not, years he was an All Pro defensive defensive. I'm I'm just, apparently the it's the like contract. it's like the new trend in the NFL to hold out for your contract. Like Le'Veon Bell it, started the crybaby generation of holding out. It, it's something to do with his rookie contract. He was still Jadavion was still on because he injured. He was still on a rookie contract, so but he's not making enough. Um, I, I with the whole contract holdout, there's a bunch of guys doing it. Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott. Um, you know, there was a bunch of guys talking about it. I played devil's advocate, 50-50. Um, the guys that are on rookie contracts and they've been all pro, pro bowlers, Super Bowl champs, I get it. You, get, you need to pay them. But here's my thing. Do I Adrian think- Peterson played his rookie contract out and said, I was good enough. I deserve this money now. Just pay me. I get it. You but, got guys like that. But with, with now, nowadays, injury... I mean, and obviously, injury... Injury is always a thing in the NFL. It has been for years. I just... I don't like the whole holdout thing is I'm not going to play this year. I don't like Here's that. Here's my thing is you are under contract with a team for a set amount of years. You know you're under that contract. You're supposed to give your team that many years. But that's the problem with the NFL. Their rookie contract, they don't – they don't. when they get signed, they don't say, okay, we're going to sign you for 
Well, no, because all rookie contracts. Because you had people like Sam Bradford signing fifty million dollar deals with forty eight million guaranteed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They're, I think they they need to fix the whole how they do the whole contract holdout. You should, uh, they get penalized because Melvin Gordon's getting charged. Well, no, yeah, like Le'Veon Bell didn't. He he lost his game check every week for last. Like he didn't get paid last season. Yeah. Here's my thing: if they're gonna hold out, the NFL needs to make a rule where if you hold out, that's fine, but you still owe your team another year of that contract. You're just under contract for the next year. You don't get a chance. Like Le'Veon Bell holding out all season, didn't play, and then went signed with the Jets. Yeah, but the NFL players you won't, won't allow that. They'll, See, they'll go on strike before that happens. On, on, on the other hand, with something like that. What if they did it, uh, the contract where it's paid out? If they did more year. guaranteed money, yes. If they did more guaranteed money, I don't think you'd have a problem any with any contract disputes like, like they have going on now because that's the big thing is these people aren't – but, okay, Zeke, you've played how many seasons? You've been paid for all those seasons. Why, why do you need the guaranteed money? You should have enough money banked right now to live on for the rest of your life if you get hurt tomorrow, you know? Yeah, but money, I mean, money and fame is, these young guys, I mean, you don't know. You've never had $20 million in your hand. We can sit here and say, if I had $20 million, I'd have it in the bank. You don't oh, know no, that. Oh, no, I'd be spending money. I mean, if I, if, I had, <laughs> if I had $20 million, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, we can sit here and say, we can sit here and say, oh, well, he should do this, he should do this. Obviously, we don't know. But, at, tw- but you're, at 22 years old, you're signed a freaking check for however much. I understand. Yeah. You I, buy a house, you buy a car, you, you set your parents up. What, what, I mean... What do you do the rest of that money? And I think the other reason why I, I want to side with the players is how much money the NFL makes. Like, yeah. it's kind of like we were talking about earlier the college football, college athletes getting paid. Right. NFL is the same way. Yeah, they're getting paid, but at least contracts. The NFL is a billion dollar company. Billion. And yeah, these guys are making millions and each team pays, but like the amount they're paying, there's a reason why they can pay these guys as much and still upgrade their stadiums. And they can still go sign other players. But they're here's, making. Here's my thing. That's that's all fine. The NFL, the NFL might be a billion dollar business, but each team has a certain amount that they can spend on each player. They have their own budget, regardless of salary cap, whatever. They have their own budget. Some people's budget is even at the salary cap. As a as a player, you why would you want this big take up your whole team's salary cap, all your team's payroll, so they can't sign other players around you? Like you said, they sign other players, whatever. They can go out and sign other players. They can upgrade. Well, it's like well we, they're, they can got to upgrade the stadium because if they don't, your, your fans aren't going to come. But the stadium's boring and falling apart. Nothing, you know, like, well, you, you know why? It's because, like you just said, if they get hurt tomorrow, they won't have enough money to live. That, that, that kind of goes back to my point is, you know, you were saying a little more guaranteed money. But I'm talking about getting paid throughout the whole year. Because, yeah, they get paid whatever. Say your contract's $3 million a year. You get that from September yeah, to or February. Like when training camp starts. You to, get a, yeah, well, you but, get a game check. You get a game check. You, and, but they but they split it up. I, I see what he's saying. They split it up. and but you don't get paid for practically half a year. And sh- I get what you're saying. Like NBA, they get paid all. They get paid yeah. their money all year round. Like it's, a, it's not, not that it's going to make less holdouts, but they'll also – they know that check is coming. Like to me, that, that is a little bit better than – But. If you're playing for a team and you get injured, and they put you on the IR or whatever, you're out. You're still getting your game check, right? Every week, the the whole guaranteed money thing is saying either you have a career-ending injury or team cuts you tomorrow, and you you only get a certain percentage of your your uh, contract, and then doesn't that if you write the contracts better, I don't think there will be as many holdouts. 
There's a lot that goes into I just wonder why, the contract, though. Like you said, Le'Veon Bell, like, cause we, we, why we, is it all of a sudden? Because we, we can sit here and discuss it all night. Le'Veon Bell None started, of us. started the, like, made it, made it cool to hold out, basically, last year. Yeah, why? And, yeah. Now, and now you got now you got players on the others on the rookie deals, but yeah, it's not just rookie. I mean, but they they got two years left on their deals. Okay, maybe we're starting to hold out on your last one, but you have no leverage. You have you have two more years on your contract plus two years of franchise yeah. tag eligibility. And like I said, like well, we could sit here all night, and we obviously would never understand because none of us are ever going to one make that money. No. Two, we're not we're not in that situation. But as fans, I think you want to see guys who make that much money. You want to see them show up, and play. That's what they're there to do. Yeah, it's a you know it's a it's a business. It's you know you want to see them play. Because here's my thing: if if I'm the Cowboys, I'm saying, fine, cut you. You don't make any money from us this year, and you have no guaranteed money on your contract. Somebody might pick you up, but we no, don't have to deal with you. They're not going to cut Ezekiel. He's well, no. the best could be the best running back in the league. They're not going to. But it's it's. I'm saying more for like Le'Veon Bell's, like a team, like a player like that. Who's he's a, he was hold, the best. Hold not on a franchise tag. He's not going to play this season. Cut him. Here, but then you got to think about the the player side. So the owner, like you're saying, a lot of the owners, okay, like Melvin Gordon and uh, the well, they're Chargers. Seeking, they're seeking a trade now for him. Well, yeah, but they he said last night. The owner said last night. Um, these guys like Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, they'll they'll play. By week ten, because they have to they have to report by week ten or whatever, or they can't play the rest of the season. They'll report by then to make whatever they can. Whatever well, they said last night contract talk. We're waiting till after the season, so you got to come back as, as a you're at the owner side as well. We just won't, but it's like I don't know. I I just feel like the players, Le'Veon Bell, when he held out, he, the Steelers were like undervaluing, like oh he's not that good. I mean he's the best. Okay, but here's my thing, Le'Veon Bell come out end up having to take less money to go to a worse team. Yeah. Than what the Pittsburgh ever offered him but at the he, beginning. But he might be happier. He might be, you know, he might have to deal with what's going on. There, there, there's so much He might be happier. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but my thing is my thing is you don't justify your holdout whenever you end up signing with a with a projected worse team for less money than you were offered to stay with your contender contending team. No, I just think with with the ownership is they need to quit undervaluing like yeah d- Le'Veon Bell went to a team, but he was holding out because the Steelers weren't paying him jack. They weren't paying him nothing compared to what. But, but he was offered. He was offered a terrible contract. No, it was more than what the Jets offered him. No. Yeah, he's he took less money when he signed with the Jets. I don't think so. his his well, contract I'm, was I'm like two million up. less. I don't know. I just feel like the ownership can. And I'm not, and I mean it's it's fifty fifty. So, and not every player is the same. We don't get it every day. It's a Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott. You know, some of these guys holding out. I just think, I just think with the ownership, maybe just quit undervaluing your players. And I'm not saying you got to give them whatever they want, but I mean, these guys are making you money. They're the best running backs in the league, best receivers, best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, you got to pay them. Does it say anything? I'm trying to see if it just shows a number without actually having to read. <laughs> we don't like to read here on 55 South Sports. We like keeping it uh, simple. No, Levy, so he signed a four-year deal at $52.5 million, including $35 million guaranteed. I don't think he, and I'm, I don't think he was offered $52 million by the Steelers. He was offered He was offered more money. What, what did, I'll, I'll look it up. 
I don't think it was guaranteed. I think it could have been the guaranteed, though, that kicked it. It could have been, oh, well, they're going to give me $35 million no matter what. The Steelers offered Bell $70 million in July, um, but ten only $10 million guaranteed. That could have been the kicker. $70 million. But then again, like you said, he's worried about the guaranteed money in case he gets injured. He is an injury-prone running back. He only played, I think. That's a big thing, too, for me. You're demanding all this money and all this guaranteed money, but yet, dude, you couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, but the years he did play, he was the best running back in the league. Receiving, running, he was the best. There's no, there was. You can look at the stats. He was the best. I want to see what his. I want to compare him. See what he did when he was playing the same years as Zeke. When Zeke coming to the league, he is. You can look it up. He's the best. I don't know. That's I just think a lot of that you have to attribute because coming out of college, who the hell was Le'Veon Bell? I get it. Like who was no it? no that, no that's what I'm saying like who that was Le'Veon Bell he, he, and then he comes they put him in the, the Steelers and the Steelers over the past I don't know how many years their running backs have produced and then went to a different team and laid an egg I mean Richard Mendenhall was one of the best running backs in the league when he was with the Steelers was traded to Arizona didn't do anything Willie Parker was one of the best running backs in the league when he was with the Steelers went to Washington after they won the Super Bowl after the Steelers won the Super Bowl and didn't do anything. I mean, yeah, different systems, but I mean, but Le'Veon Bell coming out of college was one of the top ten running backs out of Michigan State. Michigan State, yeah, he just wasn't a big name. He wasn't drafted in the first round, he, but out of college, he was top ten for sure. He, I, and I'm not just saying Le'Veon Bell. We could talk about Le'Veon Bell or the Steelers or whatever. But, but Le'Veon Bell's the one who started this. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. I, I just and my big thing it. is he took less money overall on the contract, guaranteed though. He's, he's getting paid $35 million no matter what. No matter what. And, and that's my... He could retire, and he's got $35 million. I wouldn't pay anybody to do anything I don't know, for $35 I don't know if million. You get, <laughs> I don't yeah. think you get your guaranteed money if you retire. That's your choice. I think you, I think you get a percentage payout of what your contract is, and that's it. Either way, if he gets 10% of $35 million compared to 10% of $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you get you get a percentage of your full contract, so it'd be, okay, per- it'd be, it'd be percentage of $70 million versus percentage of $50 million. I don't know, and I think with Le'Veon Bell too. I think he wanted out of Pittsburgh. I, I really do, and, and and that's the trend. What is going on in Pittsburgh? And I know you're a Steelers fan, and I'm and I don't. I don't, I don't think there's. I think the big thing. Why does Antonio Brown? I think the big problem was Antonio Brown. I think Antonio Brown couldn't stand not being the star anymore. You know, not being the stud. The only thing Juju took over. Juju got more catches. Juju got more touchdowns last year because AB was covered. AB instead of just being found his role and being. The number one receiver that's double covered getting number two receiver stats. Dude, you put up stats your whole career. It's time for you to to take that role on, be the best, get double covered, let Juju make his catches, and quit being a baby about it. And that was his big deal. We'll see. And, he got mad, and then he started calling out Ben Roethlisberger and all this. And Le'Veon Bell, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say he was an angel in it because he he added to it. He was always he was in contact with with AB and these other guys, lead, like adding to, fuel to the fire on all that too. But I think AB was a huge problem. From the start in Pittsburgh, yeah, I don't. And I think getting him off the team was great. I mean, Ben after, the after thing, they got rid of Le'Veon Bell and AB in the, this off season, Ben Roethlisberger was like, "I love football again. I'm ready to play." The Steelers have made football fun. I just again. think the only common denominator with that is Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just there's never been a running back or wide receiver that has had a problem with Ben Roethlisberger besides them too. Besides, and them it too. could be just coincidence. I, and the I, only reason I'm saying the Steelers, and I know they're your favorite team, but the only thing I'm saying the Steelers is because. They're the most recent issues, you know. Yes. Well, it, it might not even be. It could the be Steelers all, themselves. It could, it could be Mike Tomlin. It, I was gonna say it could be Mike Tomlin because 
I know they've had issues I, with the head coach. I, I, I ben know. Roethlisberger's had issues with Mike Tomlin. Well, yeah. I know you're going to roll your eyes at me, but that doesn't happen with Bill Belichick. I think it's because they don't play yeah. up with it. it. If it does, it's never heard of. Yeah. You I know, think it's either. So I think I, I, you're going to have people who disagree with coaches and argue with coaches on any team. I think regardless, what, I think there will be a point in a player's career. There's been players that have argued with Bill Belichick. There's been problems there. The Patriots have kept it quiet and just gotten rid of those problems. Or I think with well, another thing with the, like Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's a younger coach. Um, I think that sometimes authority from a younger guy. And I'm not saying obviously none of the players. I mean Ben Roethlisberger's up there in age, but. You know, and that, not just Bill Belichick, but coaches that have been here for a while. And I get it, Mike Tomlin's successful, youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Um, but I think it's taking authority from a guy that's so young, that might be why their conflict is. Um, and you never know, the front office could be looking at Mike Tomlin saying, hey, you're going to handle like this. And Mike Tomlin might be like, what? I don't want to do that. He but might, might be saying, that's not my coaching yeah, style. Yeah, so. Like that, uh, there's so many factors that we don't know. Oh, it's, yeah, and, and that's why yeah. we're talking here, just just kind of spitting it and out. Kind of just like, oh, he's acting like we could, we I, could I'd all tell be. you what, if I was one of the, you know, top college players coming out, I'd be one of the top wide receivers or any position in the NFL for however long he was. I want my money. I want you to do this around me. And it might not. Big Ben's getting old. But my thing is, my thing is, he was wanting, he was wanting to be paid as a number one running back and a number two wide receiver. Pittsburgh already had a number one and number two wide receiver. He wasn't getting that wide, number two wide receiver money. He was a number one running back who could catch the ball out of the backfield, but he didn't put up number two wide receiver stats out of the backfield. Like, do do I agree with it? No, but I, I do I do see the point of, you know, I've worked my whole life to get to this point. Here's my thing though, it's like, it's, it's that mentality of that, me mentality. They don't care about the team. They don't. They don't give a damn about their teams clearly because they're holding out on their teams. Like, as as a as a head coach or you know anybody, I don't want that cancer on my team anyway. That's that's why Pittsburgh didn't care so, to try and resign Bell in the offseason. I think I think with Le'Veon Bell is his main thing was like you said number one running back, uh, money and number two wide receiver. But the the two years prior he was the number two receiver. He had the second most receptions behind Antonio Brown. And I get it now. You have Juju Smith-Schuster, which. He is their number one, and he has the caliber to be number one. But the years, all I'm stating is, the years Le'Veon Bell was there, he was the best running back in the league, and he was he was making 85 catches. I mean, averaging he had 85 catches in 2017, and the year before he had 79. So, 82 Eight, catches a year. Yeah. I mean, that's how many number one receivers don't make 80 catches a year. That's the only thing that I'm saying. And do I disagree with you? Um, I do a little bit with the. My big thing is the holding out. You're, you're, you have commitment to your team. You sign that contract. You sign that contract for that number of years. You play that many. Like, you sign I, the I agree. contract. I agree. I agree. Um, I just I just don't know. And like Dylan said, we are sitting here. We are sitting here, and we, we all three could be completely wrong. Right. Completely wrong. Yeah. And and I think I think with you it hits it hits home with you the most is because you are a Steelers fan. If this was happening, to, if this was happening with the Patriots, Dylan would be the same way. If this was baseball and it was the but, Cardinals, but I'm siding. I'm I, I hate the Cowboys, and I'm siding with the Cowboys on this whole deal. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a fan of the Chargers, but I'm siding with the Chargers. I'm I'm with, on the team side and all this because, as a player, you've signed the contract. You've made that commitment to your team. You play that con- contract out, and at the end of that contract, if you're good enough to get that money that you want, then you command that money. If not, then you walk away and say, screw you guys, is, I'm, yeah, I'm going somewhere else. I, I, I agree with you on that part, but 
you're looking at it towards, you know, these guys are paid this much to play. I, I, I get that completely. But, like I said, there's so much that we don't know goes on behind the scenes. Until I know every aspect, I'm not going to judge anything. If you want to hold out, you hold out. Yeah. It's not going to be paid. These, the my, whole, my thing is, that's just if, you, if, you, if you're not going to fulfill, fulfill the commitment to your team, then don't sign the contract. Yeah, but things can change. Quit, quit doing the, get rid of the me first mentality in the NFL. Play for your team, and and you you'll get paid. You'll get your money. You'll get your guaranteed money. If if you're good enough, and you, I mean, Le'Veon Bell plays out, Ezekiel whoever pays out their contract, puts up the numbers. They're gonna get their they're gonna get that deal they want. They're gonna get that guaranteed money. I think the only thing that I don't like is, and not even the holding out or in the middle of your contract. I think the problem is when players are out of a contract. This you you're ready for a new contract. I think the the owners are undervaluing their players. Now don't get me wrong. There's some players in there that don't deserve it, but um, okay. Well, if your owner's undervaluing you, then then you have the free will and free agency to go to another team. But what if he wants to play for, you know, Team X or whatever? You know, what if he? That's the well, thing. Then then you then what what's more important, Team X or the money? Yeah, yeah. I just I mean I, I think there's a both with well, both the, sides. Even if you have seven years left in your contract, if you're being undervalued. I'd, I'd want out too. Then, yeah. then why would you sign a deal for more than seven years? Well, you just got you got to take. What I mean, you can I get. mean, there's there, there's those guys who who would who will sign sign with a team for certain for a certain amount of years or whatever, and then all of a sudden they break two breakout seasons in a row, and now they're wanting more money, but they signed a four year deal based on the stats that they. When your four year deal's up, then you get paid for the stats you were, gave that team. You know, I mean, you know why it's the big thing is is because the NFL allows it. That's there's no rule that says. You signed a four-year deal. Now you cannot negotiate until after that four years. That's why the NFL allows. Oh, you're two years in. You you had a breakout year. You want two years. So the NFL allows players to come in like Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, or you know Ezekiel. They're, they allow. There's no rule saying you can't try to negotiate mid-contract. And Antonio Brown was a contract. I know. Speed. I know. That was I, just I, just, a, I was just stating names. Well, because it, it could be, like I said, it could be any number of things that we don't. It could be the city itself. It could be someone within but, the organization. I mean, if you play, but it could but here's just my be thing, the player here's my thing. If you don't want to play for the organization, too bad. You signed the deal to play for the organization. No, I, I, your I agree with that. I, I, I think changes. we get. I think we get what you're saying is the you, you, they they made a commitment. You know, you. But you, no, he's saying it, it could be the city they're playing in. Whatever. They signed the deal to play in the city. Yeah, no, things, no, things, I, I agree with you. Like, change, I, I think I think it's like you you think that I'm against you on this. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that, because it's the Steelers, man. I, I'm no, gonna, I'm not. Really, I'm talking, like I said, I'm, I'm on I'm on Cowboys side and Zeke. Know, I'm on the Tar side. With, with like, the, like, I'm, I'm just Gordon. saying, there's so much that we don't know because we we we're not in those day to day operations. Like I can I can come home from work and tell you everything that I don't like about work, and you're like, oh. It's not terrible. Or it's not that bad. Oh, come on, it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, it, you know it, everything changes on a daily basis, especially with a, a violent sport like this. You know, you take a shot to the head and you're kind of wrong, then, you know, you're going to start thinking of things different. You, you know? knew the dangers yes, of and, the game. And, and every, everyone knows it. Like I said, it's like you, it's like you don't like, – I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> no, right. I, know, I, get, I get what you're saying too, but I'm just saying like you, you, can't, you can't say that because these players, they know the dangers of the game. They know their career could end at any time. They weren't over there demanding that they get paid in college whenever they were playing college football because their career could end. They never make it to the NFL. That's why a lot of those kids leave college early. Right. Nick Bosick with the team early. I think I think that shows a lot. The team's drafting Nick Bosa this year. Or the team that drafted Nick Bosa, who was it? The, the 49ers took him? 
wasn't it? Yeah, because Joey's his brother plays with yeah. the Chargers, right? Yeah. I think the 49ers. So, yeah. And so, he was still, like, first so, round So, pick. as a coach, I'm looking at that saying, this guy quit on his team because he didn't want to get injured and r- risk his uh, NFL career. Quit on a team that, that had a chance to make the playoff and go to college to the national championship. What make, As a coach, what makes you think this guy's not going to hold out in two years on his rookie deal? Because he's put up Pro Bowl numbers for his rookie year and his second year. Well, his third year in, he's on a four-year deal or whatever the right. rookie deal is. He's going he's gonna to hold out. But that's my thing. Uh, I don't I, know. I, I, know they, I know that's your thing. Like You're just looking at, you know, because you're a fan. You, you, lo- you love the sport. You, you love the teams. You, you, love, you love sports. You're a fan of it. You want it to all work. Like I said, it's a business too. But yeah, like, and like, like I said, and stuff I don't know. As, as a thing, if the, if there's more than this, like the stuff that we don't know, we'll never know. Yeah, well, it's clearly yes. The, the the way that people run their stuff but is never going to come out. My thing is, you can't as a player. All these things you're bringing up of the city, whatever. They don't like the freaking tap water, whatever. That you I, can't you can't you can't hold out because of that. No, and he's not. He was just. I, I'm not saying that they can. Like I said, I agree with you, but there, it's like you're, you're looking at it from just this aspect. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Like you're not looking at it from both sides. Yeah, I played the. I, mean, I, play the I am looking at it from both sides. No, you, you're staying. The players need to nut up. And yeah, you're and, staying, well, and that's why I'm saying you're not looking at it from both sides because you're. They need to nut. They need to quit crying like a baby. They need to nut up. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You're looking at it from. But you're you're they, more you're more to this side than you are to this side. Yeah. You're not until you're, you're not, neutral in the subject. There's there's no way you're gonna. Look at both sides. Yeah, I've looked at both sides. I can see, I can understand their arguments of being injured, guaranteed money. My thing is, it all comes down to, as a player, you knew in your mind that, and this is where I'm going to side with the teams on it. This is why I'm going to be on the side. I weigh all the options here. As a player, you knew in your mind, a football, the 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 chance you take playing football for an injury. Like I said, you played it through pee wee, junior high, high school, college, and now the NFL. So that. As a, as a man, you make a commitment to something, you stick by that commitment, and you play out your full contract. Yeah. I mean, that that's as simple as that. I, I, I agree with that, but it's the stuff that we don't know that goes on. It doesn't, that, that, that doesn't matter. Yes, Whatever it does. goes on, and they're, like, and whatever they're, per, like, they made the decision to play football for this team. I You play football it. for that team until your contract's up. <laughs> There's it's, no other. But the, what I would say is your whole commitment thing, I mean, it's like a job. You're committed to a job, but things change. Okay, it's but it's different. I know. It, no, I'm just. We're, we don't have millions of people cheering us on at our jobs. You're, that, you're, that, you're that, talking that has, about that has nothing. You're talking to do about with commit. It. You're just you're strictly talking about yeah. commitment. Okay. And with commitment, getting married, you get you make a commitment. People get divorced. Things change. That's all. Worst dating is things change. I'm not, and I'm. I know you're. And I I get that, but. Do I disagree with you saying these guys make a commitment to sign a three-year deal for whatever amount to show up and play? They should. But on the other side of it, you also got a guy that signed a three-year deal. Might be young kids out of, out of college. They might be somebody that it doesn't know, and this team might take advantage of them and say, hey, we're going to offer you $17 million. Most of these kids are signing agents, so right out of college. I get it, but the other – what people don't know but is, it, it, or they're it, signing it, an agent once they're drafted. They're, they're not or, going to these or negotiations. If someone comes out of high school, they say they're in California, they go to school at USC, they get drafted to New York. Their mom or dad gets sick. Yeah, They want to be home. Or I, I understand know, that, or but my thing is changes. you can hold out on your contract for that reason. And that, that's, that's, that, I mean, that's a terrible thing for that to happen for anybody. 
but my thing is it doesn't change the fact that you're you're under like you can you can dip out you can take a leave of absence from the team and go home for that. That's not like like like, like that that that's fine. My thing is you can't say you're holding out for that reason because you're still like. Like you can, like you can said, take I, a leave of absence. I agree with you about holding out. I think it's ridiculous. Exactly like you said. They signed a contract. They, they knew what they were getting into. Well, he's just saying we but don't know why. That there's more stuff. Because it's not out. just because. Oh, I know stuff changes. I know that's why te- people leave teams. Stuff changes. My whole thing is, you're under, like especially these guys under team control for two years. You're under team control for two years. Play At least play this year and hold out next year. Yeah, that, Melvin that Gordon, makes, Ezekiel like, Elliott. Those like, two, that's, that that's, makes no sense. Le'Veon Bell's, like I said, yeah. Le'Veon Bell's makes more sense than them two. Those two, and that's, and that's the you big know, thing this big year. Pro- another big problem about. is you got you got three receivers. You know, you got three guys. Well, two the of the guys sign new contracts. Let's just say they're making fifty million a year for whatever. Okay, or fifty million total. They sign those two sign a contract. We got you know receiver C, who's better than both of them guys, and he's thinking, what the hell? I got. Receiver A and B making fifty million total. I want to make sixty million. I want to make seventy million because I am the better receiver. I think I, that's I caught ten more passes than both of them last year. And I think that's where the you NFL know. needs to step in and say, "Look, we get it. You're better, but you did sign a contract." Kind of what what you're saying. Yeah, you signed a contract. So I think I think and, and the you NFL, can negotiate your next contract based off of your breakout numbers. I think the NFL needs to make something to where they don't allow like you're in the middle of a contract. And there should be certain stipulations. The, 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 the way they get rid of that is making them be under contract. They can hold out for six years, but when they're six years up, they're still under contract with the team well, they held out and, on. And don't wrong. There should be certain stipulations. They, you know, it, it, there should be certain stipulations. If there's something serious going on in your life, or um, it, there should be certain stipulations. I don't know what clearly, those are. Clearly, yes. I don't, like know, you said. I don't know what those are, but I think the NFL needs to make a rule of something they need to make something to effect. If you're in contract, you cannot negotiate until you know either maybe even your last year of your yeah. contract. One year left in your deal. Yeah, like it's you like, said, the two years left in the deal. We're all in agreement. Yeah, you know I get None it. None of us like the holdout idea. No, no. I, I just wouldn't like it. No, nope. it's like because me and you going back and forth. It's like it's like you think I'm arguing against you. It's like no, I I, I think agree with you. 100%. I think, but I just think some of your reasons are freaking stupid. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Well, that's what we're here. I mean, that's well, it's like that because that like I said. I look at it from this side and this side, and I meet in the I, middle. I, the whole thing that I've, I mean, I was talking about it is, you, I, you might agree with both sides, but all your statements, you're one sided. No, I've, I've looked at both sides. Like I yeah. said, I looked at both sides of the argument, and I made my decision on which side I, I'm on. I think on. Dylan's agreeing with. I mean, I'm agreeing as well. We don't like the holdout. We don't like that guys are. And, and I'm not saying that there's not reasons of why they're holding out, and there's not. They don't have good reasons. I just don't think any of the reasons are good right. enough to. To hold out on their team. Another another thing well, I'll that, talk that, about. That's just what the media is covering, though. Right, is, right. You know, because th- there could be something that he doesn't want everybody to know. He could have some disease that he's yeah. trying to get figured out. That, right, you don't you, that don't, you know. don't want out there because there's whatever. a lot of things behind scenes, and not just in the NFL. There's a lot of things behind the scenes. That My we thing don't know. is that's a commitment to your team. You need to let your team know, hey, it may, I may not ever play again. But maybe, maybe they did, and maybe they don't want that out there. And maybe, or maybe they did let their team know, and their team said. You might think, oh, they wouldn't do that. They might not care. It's a business. It's a business move. I know. They might be like, sorry, we, you're, we're paying you to be here. You know, and I don't think that's any of it. I think it's more of we want more money. I that think that's, right. I, it's the greed factor. And it's the that's why I said we all agree that it's you know ridiculous to hold out for money reasons. So another thing, another thing I want to cover here. 
Yeah, Miami. Like this topic yeah, so <laughs> so we spent a lot of time. <laughs> that's on okay. Yeah, that's okay. Contract holdouts. That's here. okay. Uh, Miami is just tanking. I think they just know their team's going to be terrible because <laughs> they traded. Also, Houston's just make dealing and wheeling. Um, Houston's been yeah. They so but so Houston traded also traded um, left tackle or they they got left tackle Laramie Tunsil and wide receiver Kenny Stills in a twenty twenty fourth round and a twenty twenty one sixth round. But they traded a 2020 first round, a 2021 first round, a 2021 second round, and then a tackle, Julian Davenport, and a cornerback. So I think Houston might be trying to make a run. Playoff run. Getting a Laramie Tunzel, who was, I mean, he played for the Dolphins, but he was a first-round draft pick. He was 13th pick overall in 2016. Um, and wide receiver Kenny Stills, obviously not the best, but that's a solid wide receiver it, three option. Yeah. It makes sense because who else is in the AFC South? Indianapolis. Tanking. I mean, well, they're not tanking, but... Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville will be a team to watch this year with new quarterback. Yeah, you know, so Jacksonville, um, the Colts, who obviously we talked about Titan, earlier, Jacob, the Titans. The ti- Titans are always they're hit or miss. They're yeah. either they made the, they made they're the nine they're either year. nine and seven, ten and six, or eight and eight. Like there's those are their three records. Four, four and twelve. Yeah, four <laughs> and twelve. Uh, but I love I love Marcus Mariota. I don't know why. There's something about him. I, I liked him. When I he think it's that Oregon. That Oregon. Uh, is Oregon easy. Made, I, I love it. You got a soft spot for Oregon. But I think the Houston Texans are, uh, like you said, they got they got a chance to, to take the South, and I think they will. They did get rid of Jadavion Clowney. Um, that was kind of a contract deal. He he, yeah. he wasn't going to hold out, but he wanted out. He wanted out of Houston. And like you said, Houston, okay, let's make sense. And that, let's get something for him while we can. That, that's a that's shame, what, that's though, because like, that D-line was free. That was like Pittsburgh last year. The Seahawks aren't worse. I mean, they're true. They don't have have JJ Watt, but I thought Pittsburgh was gonna get more for AB when they traded him. They got a third round pick. That was it. Yeah. So and I don't know. That was crazy. I think Um, I think that whole AB thing with getting him out of there. I think the Steelers and AB wanted it just over with. Let's just get it done. But AB added more drama to that. Oh yeah. Because he was. I'm coming. I'm talking to the front office. I'll be back. Oh no. Now now I hate hate the Steelers. Hate Steelers. Oh, I love Steelers. Like. He does that. He does that because it's that's it, what people want to see. And it, it it drives me insane knowing that he was a sixth round pick and the Steelers made him the receiver he was. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he's good. We'll find out. I mean, he might do the same. He, with he had the raw talent, and raw skill, but we might see. I think you throw him in a in a, a system that's failing as as a rookie or second year player and doesn't perform I'm, like he did. I'm curious to see. Another thing I'm curious to see is teams like I was reading something on Yahoo or. There's a lot of teams picking the 49ers to make a run for the West. <laughs> really? Because well, of Jimmy G's coming back. I would say Jimmy Garoppolo's coming Second back. Second year with the I head coach. I just don't. The Rams, I don't see Jimmy G as good of a quarterback as people think he is. I think I mean, he's pretty you, – you're just saying that because you don't like the Patriots. Uh, he plays <laughs> for the 49ers. Where did he come from? New England. Who did he start behind? Tom Brady. Who's the player you don't like the most? Tom Brady. <laughs> there we but go. What's, but what's the matter? He's off the Patriots now. I should my, be happy my, for the my guy. Point, Jimmy G. And you can think he's not good or not, but you're. He is good. He is good. I he, just. I think he's overrated. Um, he, I don't even think he got picked in my fantasy league this well, year. Well, yeah, because there's. I mean, I'm not saying he's the best, but. Um, but apparently, everybody thinks the Rams with Todd Gurley. There's something to that. There's a knee injury. There's something there. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a reason why he didn't play. Why don't he play in the Super Bowl? Why and NFC Championship? Why and every he, time he did? Well, the NFC Championship was was an injury thing, and same with the Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl is like every time he ran the ball in the Super Bowl, he got fifteen yards. Yeah, he only had you know ran four times, but yeah. and don't get me wrong, C.J. Anderson did did okay. And I mean, he's their running back. But like, there's some why? Why are they not disclosing? Is it a knee thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it a 
we don't want everybody to know our weakness thing. I don't know, but there's got to be something there. I think it's a knee thing. It has to be because if it was another injury, why wouldn't they come out and say, yeah, he's got a hurt hamstring or his foot's bad? That's it's a it. knee thing. It's a reoccurring injury. What He tore his ACL in college? Yep. It's got to be. And, and he didn't – did he re-injure it and – the, he had re-injured it. Um, yeah, I don't know what he did. But yeah, no, he or he injured the other knee or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I I'm curious to see. That's going to be exciting. I just think with Aaron Donald on your defense, you can't. No, you can't compete. I just don't that. see. I mean, you got Seattle in that division. Um, you got L.A. Rams. And, it, and, and they weren't. And don't get me wrong. They Arizona, weren't. Arizona's going to be the bottom feeder of that. They division. weren't. Well, with, with Kyler Murray coming in, I think they'll be interesting to watch. I think they'll yeah. win like five, six games. Yeah, they're they're not going to do anything special. But I don't but think they're going to be as bad as they were. I'm calling it right now. Kyler Murray's going to be another bust. Oh yeah, yeah that's. I mean, I, I I believe that as well. Yeah. But, um. I think. Do I think the forty? Let me. The guys that were saying this about, I don't remember who it was. Talk, they weren't saying they were going to go thirteen and three. They weren't going to go, you know, fourteen and two. They weren't going to win. They were just saying they were going to compete in the West. They were going to compete in the West. Does that mean eight wins, ten wins? I'm gonna be a wild card team. I'm gonna be a wild card team, because if you look at the NFC, the AFC is pretty stacked. I mean, yeah. the NFC is good. I'm mean, you got the Rams, Saints, Eagles, Bears, but like, I think there's a lot of teams that are in that mediocre range, especially with the Packers now. Packers were always a, a top of the line team, and with their offseason additions. Yeah, I, I think you just don't know. So I'm excited to see how the NFC. I, I'm a, obviously we're an NFC guy. I'm an NFC guy because the Rams. I'm, used to I'm be an NFC, AFC guy. Your, your favorite team. You're AFC, but. I'm curious to see how the NFC works out. So, Well, you guys got anything to add to football, NFL, before we go to quarter number four? Yeah, you all are losing on that Steelers pick. <laughs> Shut up. You're such a homer, man. <laughs> hey, you, you all picked your favorite team, so. Patriots are not my favorite oh, okay. team. Well, I just think Tom Brady's the best quarterback. Do I hate the Patriots because they win all the time? 100%. Are they my favorite team? No. Is Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time? Yes. Drew Brees. I don't care. I just think all. I'll just, in, I mean, I'll, I'll argue that Drew Brees is. I, I don't. And Drew Brees is. I mean, he's there, but and I, and, and that's that's where we all differ because I, I say stats wise, not Tom Brady, but overall, quarterback leader wise, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, that's fine. I but just whether whether you call it the system or what, you know, it it is a system and it works. I just don't think the Steelers so. will be as good as they've been the last ten years because yeah, they got Juju Smith. Yeah, they got James Conner. Yeah, they got Big Ben. But I just think there's a lot. I think out of all the years, I think this year they have the most potential to not be as good, if that makes sense. I say, yeah, I, I can agree that with ma- that. If that makes sense. I'm not saying – and they can, might come out and go to But I just think – I think like with – That division? With the team with the team they have, with what I saw from James Conner last year, um, obviously Juju, and I I really like that number two receiver. Being a Steelers fan, though, mm-hmm. regardless, number two receiver, James Washington, I think he's going to step up – he played big in all preseason, so I think he's going to set and play big regular season two and fill that void. Him and Juju will fill that void that A.B. And Le'Veon. A.B. and Le'Veon. I do think um, Just that, like the Patriots can have an off year, too, without Gronk. Yeah. I just – the Patriots this year kind of scare me for picking them to make the playoffs. Not to make the playoffs, but make the Super Bowl because they don't have Gronk and they don't have – It's just but like Dylan said, you can never count against Tom Brady. No, it is hard and to it's count And it's the same thing. Him. I mean, do I think it's And, and with, with the system working like it does, they're undrafted, so free what, agents come in and – So your whole thing without Gronk, do I disagree? No, because Gronkowski is a one of – I mean, he's when he was healthy and he was an injury prone – when he, he was healthy, he, he, he was did. one of the best tight ends of all time. Tony Gonzalez said, I'd say he's another oh, Tony yeah. Gonzalez. He's another Antonio but Gates. But when you only play ten games a year, you know, you're, what are you right. doing for your team? But 
with I know we talked about it in episode I think two or one with the Patriots. You could put you know, old Joe Schmo out there. You could put and me somehow wide that receiver. system is going to make them a thousand yard receiver. Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, Julian Element. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, I mean, Chris think, Hogan. And I think you can say that at the quarterback position too, because not only not was, only Tom yeah, Brady, Tom, Tom, I don't know Tom Brady being a six round pick coming in and being coming. He Tom was a Brady. nobody. He yeah. wasn't. He, well, but he then was. you, look, you look at Matt Castle the year he stepped in for Brady. Brady went towards ACL. Stud quarterback for New England. Went uh, to G- Kansas City. Yeah. Nothing. Jimmy G. When he was a backup. Book's still out on him. He played well in New England as a backup. You know who else was a good backup? He played well with San Francisco. Jacoby Brissett. He was. But yeah. now is he going to do the same for the Colts? We don't know. So I'm curious to see. My most intriguing thing about the NFL this year is going to be the AFC North. Yeah. The Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers. That is going to be, I think, you can mark my words, I think that's going to be the closest division in the whole NFL. I'll, 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 I'll go on top of that too and say that your two wild card teams will become out of the AFC North. I, I think those I three teams all all make Potential. The playoffs. Yeah, because you can't ever count the Steelers out. They do have big. No matter what, they do have Big Ben. And, he, him, oh, and yeah. him late in the game is almost as good as having Tom Brady with two and minutes I will left disagree. in the game. I mean, he's, he's well, just, with how big he is, and he, he can take a hit. Dude yeah. can break his leg and still play. Like he's a monster. <laughs> he's played on a broken foot multiple times with a metal plate in his shoe. They got the Ravens who. The Ravens don't really have any big name guys, but they have a lot of young talent, and they play for their coach. Yeah, they play. Um, and then the the Browns are just because what they did in the offseason, well, they're just they're, they're stacked. The swag, the swag, and how well they looked last year. Just they weren't bad. They went eight and eight, yeah, or what eight seven and one or something like yeah. that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was the tie with Pittsburgh. In yeah. The first. yeah, yeah, or seven My eight favorite. and one. And I think it was seven eight and, and their coach yeah, is like named that. Freddie Kitchens. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so um so that's we're gonna that's gonna be it for the NFL. Um that's it for quarter number three. Quarter number three. We're going to like I said, we're gonna record an episode I think Thursday or Friday. Um Friday, I'm sorry. And that'll come out Friday night. And we'll probably get um, more into the matchups because yeah, they're not, not contract old ass. Yeah, we're gonna get into the matchups. Um <laughs> So we'll talk. We're gonna, we're gonna talk college football, so. NFL, big, and then we'll we'll touch up on some MLB. But we're gonna go into quarter number four, and we're gonna give you guys our favorite, and and then not the best. We don't. We're, this is not a. This is not a list. This is not it. This is our personal opinions of our favorite sports rivalries, and that varies from any sport, from cricket to not not that any of us know cricket. But yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Australian international <laughs> cricket team over yeah, India. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just this is our favorite, and we're gonna do this kind of the same thing. We're gonna do our three favorite sports. Rivalries. Now the list goes on. I bet we could all sit here and name 25, and we 30. We could probably go on yeah. around the table again. <laughs> but we're going to go three. We're going to go our three favorite sports rivalries, and uh, we're going to start with uh, Eric's going to lead us off on that. All right, so my uh, number three favorite sports rivalry of all. And real quick, sorry to interrupt you, Eric. We're going we're gonna to give our three favorite and kind of just explain why. Like, Don't have to go in detail, just, just hey, why. It could be these are my favorite teams, this is, uh, or this. So. Anyways, go so, ahead. So my number three is one that's not played anymore, um, hasn't been played since 2011, the Mizzou-Kansas football rivalry. Mm, that was a good Always played Arrowhead Stadium. It was a guaranteed win Always, Not really. Um, back, <laughs> back in the, the early 2000s. Late, late 2000s, early, early 2010s, um, when they had chased Daniel Jerry Macklin, Kansas was a good team. We were, us, Kansas, no, you were always battling one, two, and three. For the Big 12. For the Big 12, and it always seemed like that game, it came down to that last week where, where oh, you played Texas, or... Oh, you didn't play Texas. Oh, you played Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. 
but we um, played Kansas. Well, we would play Kansas, and we'd be one two or two three or one three it whatever. Was a, it, yeah. was, it was who was going. It would always have some effect on the playoff uh, Big Twelve standings. Yeah, there's, there's the Big Twelve North and South. Yes, yes. OU and OU. OU and Texas were the bit, two big ones in the South. Mizzou and Kansas were the two big ones in the North. Yeah. With Nebraska and, uh, and yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska was big too back then. Yeah, before they went to Big Ten. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's my number three, just because it's. Yeah, I, mean, I get mean, it. And it's, it's close to home. Yeah, it's know? close to home. I went to school at Mizzou, so. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Number two all time. Um, I'm gonna go Blues Blackhawks hockey. Uh, I'm just big hockey fan. Uh, I like going to Blues Blackhawks games. And uh, I, my first Blues Blackhawks game was the Winter Classic, so I saw the Blues beat the Blackhawks in that. So. Kind of added to it, but uh, there's just some, there's so many classic games, and it's always a heated game when they're playing. Even nowadays, there's it seems like there's more hits and fights, stuff breaking out in those games. Um, and number one all-time favorite sports rivalry, uh, come down as close. I'm gonna go with Notre Dame and Navy. I was gonna say Notre Dame USC. That is always a classic one for me. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame Navy, um, being that I went to a game. Uh, that they play a Notre Dame Navy game at Notre Dame, and it is the longest played rivalry matchup without an interruption in play. So they've played since since they started playing that rivalry game. They have not missed a season to to, to now. It was, and it's like I think when I went, it was like at seventy something years. So gotcha. It's been a couple years since then. So they're they're getting up there consecutively played uh, matchups. So that's my top three. We'll go to Dylan now with his top three. My top three, number three, I, I kind of tried to break it up into different yeah, uh, sports. It's hard to do sometimes. I, when you I went college football and NHL. Cubs-Cardinals are clearly a good yeah. one. Too, yeah. so Somebody's got that. Number three is the Cards of Cubs. Just the, the atmosphere in St. Louis when you're playing any Chicago team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, It's just a, that bitter rivalry, kind of like even when Mizzou would play Illinois. You know, it's just that. Yeah, the bragging rights game. Exactly. It's just the, you know, the. It's that Missouri hates Illinois and Illinois hates Missouri. Exactly. <laughs> People in Missouri make fun of Illinois drivers. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's always just that kind of rivalry got going on there with everything. And then kind of like you said, the uh, Blues and the Blackhawks. Just because, you know, love hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Cards and the Cubs. It's that Illinois-Missouri rivalry. Uh, and then I, I couldn't decide on number one, whether it be Georgia Auburn or Georgia Florida. I'd have to say Georgia Auburn. I'd say more recent. I mean, I'm just saying, not necessarily your opinion. I think more recent the fans Georgia Auburn, but you know when Tebow went. I think maybe earlier it'd be Georgia Florida for a lot of people. But it's also it, hard because when Georgia, like recent times, mm-hmm. when Georgia was playing Florida. Back when Teo that Florida was good, Georgia really wasn't. Yeah. Now Georgia's good, Florida's really not. Now Georgia and Auburn, um, they're both obviously really good. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's kind of a kind of a mix up just because with both of them being the SEC East, it's one of it's one or the other. Yeah. You know, the, whenever Mizzou first came in, they did two three years at the top, kicked everybody in the teeth, and got rolled in the SEC championship. But it's it's just the. It's like every year, whoever wins the Georgia Florida game is going to the SEC championship, for, for the most part. But with Georgia Auburn being the Deep South's oldest rivalry, that, that's just a the stigma of it's kind of, it's almost the same as Alabama Auburn. You know, it's the mm-hmm. every year. 
And every time they play, it's... Every time they play. So, sometimes it's a blowout from either team, but that's just... Most the, of the time. I mean, rivalries in general, you're, you're amped up, your game's a lot better. Exactly. So... That's a, that, that's a good one. That, that's that'd, a good be, that'd be number one for me. Uh, it's been played annually since 1919. They you play know. each other every year. Yes. That's cool. So, I wonder what, um, I see what the Notre Dame one was. Yeah, they, they, they first played each other in 1892, and uh, every year since 1919. Wow. That's pretty, I mean, that's incredible. So, you know, 100 years now in a row. So, that's Pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, that'd be my number one. Like I'm a Georgia fan, so. Oh, uh, sorry. Back, back to. Uh, back to what I, my, uh-huh. my Notre Dame was second longest uninterrupted. They've been playing since 1927, and the longest rivalry overall to ever play was Kansas State Iowa State uninterrupted since 1917. So, guess Auburn Georgia has had one break. Yeah. Still, yeah. still, still, that's one of the longest played rivalries. Right, and and Georgia leads the series. I meant, 59 to, to I meant to look that up earlier on so my Notre Dame name. So. so my three, I'm going to go a little different because um, I'm going to go with a sport that I don't really like and I never really follow, but watching highlights, watching obviously I wasn't alive during this, but watching highlights and watching games, um, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Yes. Every time they played, I feel like it was a punch thrown. Um, someone on their team was getting, I mean, it was just, and like I said, we, I was like semi-brutal. <laughs> somebody <laughs> hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't, like I said, we weren't alive. We weren't alive for that. Um, we're, you know, that was way before our time. And, uh, I just, but watching highlights, it's just Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, um, two, two of the, you know, greatest basketball players ever to play the game. Um, that's a big rivalry for me. Um, number two, um, this was a tough one. Um, I'd have to go with the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees um, simply because, I mean, the history, the Boston Red Sox traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees and mm-hmm. they didn't win a World Series for 87, 89 years, whatever it was. That's incredible. Yes. You trade one of the best players of all time, Babe Ruth, most home runs, you know, his third most home runs of all time, and you don't win a World Series for 80-something years. And does that have anything to do with it? No, but the curse of the Bambino, it's mm-hmm. it's there. It's kind of like the curse of the goat. Um, Jason Veritek and A-Rod, when they got in that fight, um, the fist fight, the grown yeah. man fist fight on a baseball field. It's always something. The rivalry the last couple of years is kind of, um, it's not the same, I think, because Major League Baseball has kind of put a stop to that kind of stuff. But when they play each other, they're they're always on edge. And I think with, with always being on edge, it makes the fans on edge. Makes the umpires on edge, um, coaches, players, staff, whatever. It just makes the atmosphere incredible. Yeah, and that's what that's what any real rivalry. One hundred percent. And that's know. that's why I picked it. That's why we love rivalries. <laughs> that, that, that's why I love college football so much because yeah. there are so many, like like nineteen nineteen and you said nineteen twenty seven, nineteen seventeen. So many. It's it's all that as sports in general. That's that's what keeps it going, in my opinion. Yeah. And my number one is, I mean, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. Um, reason why, obviously, I'm a baseball fan. It's my favorite sport. Um, I've been to Cardinals-Cubs games, um, and the atmosphere, yeah, for St. Louis hate in Chicago, but when it's the Cubs and it's the Cardinals, like right now, we're three games up on the Chicago Cubs in the first place, and we, we play them seven times in the last ten right games. Now, right now is the time to go to the Cards-Cubs game. It's going to be next seven It's going to be hot with what Chris Bryant said about St. Louis and that lit yes. a fire in Yadier Molina. And, you know, if nobody – You're talking about before the, the offseason. Yeah, and if nobody – Lester? 
Yeah, Lester. I, they're talking crap on St. Louis as they're drinking Budweiser. Yeah. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing about it is if you haven't seen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Chris Bryant, St. Louis, just type in Chris Bryant, St. Louis comment, and it'll your your Google will find Google 100 YouTube yeah. videos. Um, my th- favorite thing about it is what Yadier and Molina posted because it was on a show talk show with um, Ryan Dempsey. Ryan Dempster. Ryan Dempster. Sorry, Ryan Dempster. I said Lester is Dempster. Yeah, yeah Ryan Dempster. Um, and the best thing about it, Yachty responded, you know, with a whole bunch of stuff. You know, this is my city, my town. Don't talk about it. This is, and he posted a picture of Yadier Molina hitting a home run off Ryan Dempster, like on his Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, that's him. awesome. And and I wouldn't mess with Yadier Molina because he's Puerto Rican, and he just, he just he's a little hostile sometimes. Um, you know what what he did with the Reds with Brandon Phillips. You know, so Cardinals Cubs, it's been there for. Uh, hundreds, of, you know, I feel like thousands of years. Just the tension, um, obviously, with the St. Louis Cardinals' success, um, eleven World Series. Chicago Cubs, obviously, the last couple of years have been better than us, but that they've won one World Series in what a hundred years, and we've won eleven. So, um, but the Cardinals Cubs is definitely my number one. As much as I hated seeing that too, when the Cubs won the World Series. It's nice to say that I saw the Cubs win a World yeah. Series in my life. <laughs> yeah. I I... How would you feel to be that 110-year-old woman who was still alive? And she, how would you be a fan for our team for 100 years? And I would, I would quit cheering for them. <laughs> I'm cheering. A... That's the problem. I'm cheering for them. <laughs> I mean, that's a loyal team. That's a Dude, their years. fan base is rabid loyal. Like. And it's I didn't. Point. I didn't think Cubs fans were, were real until I went to college and met people from Chicago, and I saw so many Cubs. The only thing I hate about it is. Since they won the World Series, there's so many more Cubs fans, and I get oh, it. Yeah. But it adds like where all the Royals fans well, came out. Just like yeah. we, we've got how many more Blues fans in St. Louis? Right. No, and I get it, but like it's just you just get more people paying attention to the sport when your team's doing well. I think right. Cubs fans. I just, I just don't like them. I really don't. <laughs> and uh, I think some of them are. But I, Cards, Cubs is definitely, and we can. I mean, the list is. NFL. You know, you got the Cowboys, Eagles. You got the Packers, Bears, Steelers, Ravens. Steelers, Ravens. I mean, the, and and. and um, MLB that goes on too. So, yeah. well, and, and anything with St. Louis and Chicago is a rivalry. Like we we went out to uh, Mizzou for work. Remember that girl? She was a Blackhawks fan. We fought about pizza, which deep dish or Emos is better. <laughs> Emos yeah. is obviously better. Obviously, because deep uh, dish is gross. But yeah. We fought about the car. I think Cubs. New, I think New York style pizza is the best ever, personally. But Blues Blackhawks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and, and anything that can be a rivalry within the two cities is a rivalry. Oh yeah. No matter what, like I said, that's a, if you're arguing about pizza. That's these a rivalry. two cities hate each other. There's even a rivalry. <laughs> it kind of spawned bigger this year, but I've I've kind of considered it somewhat throughout in hockey, the Blues and the Bruins. They like they they played each other yeah. in the in the early playoffs and Stanley Cups whatever, and then just like every time they play, it always seems like there's it's a physical game. And then obviously now I think our hatred for Boston, and I think being St. Louis kind of has a hatred for Boston. The Red Sox, the Red Sox, the the Patriots. Yeah. Now and now Boston edition made it a. That's a pretty. A Bo- I think Boston St. Louis is a good. Ride. I think I Boston mean, St. Louis. To, I think it's. In, in I think it's a lot more. Low, I think it's a lot more low key for like baseball because they. Or like football because we don't have a football team. Yeah. Baseball we don't play the Red Sox every year. Um, but the Bruins and Blues I, I could see that. But Boston St Louis yeah for sure. Then um, then like or Dylan brought up the the pizza and stuff with, with um, Boston coming at us about our food too and stuff like yeah. that. Just kind of added to it this year. Yeah, like Boston um, like you're, you don't even have pizza. New York New York style is the best baby. <laughs> <laughs> so. it, no no argument there. I do let me say. 
I'll argue Provel cheese still in blue in the face. Yeah, I don't disagree. I do love me some emos, but. Well, yeah. boys, you got any uh, any closing statements? I'll go around the table and. Uh, hmm. Let me see. I'll go first. Yeah, you guys go first. <laughs> I'll let Dylan first. Let Dylan first. I have to ponder on that. Here's my closing thoughts for this week, uh, or this coming up. One. I hope none of you listened to Dylan's picks last week in fantasy because I didn't today. <laughs> and two, Dylan and Nick, you all are wrong on that Pittsburgh game. My boys are taking it. They're oh beating New England. God, New England. such a homer. Jesus. I picked them. I have, I have, to, I have to pick them week one. Um, my closing thoughts is I, want, I appreciate everybody listening. I know we're a bunch of goofballs just getting together, having a good time. Um, we really do. I mean, we all get along. I know this, little, this last conversation sounded like it was heated. Um, but really, it's it's all for just conversation and, and talking. So our conversations get like this when we talk about sports Anything. off air. Anytime, yeah. I mean, and not even just sports. You can we go back on Facebook back arguments to, between me, Dylan, and Nick over back, football. Back to the pizza thing. It's like we argue about food. You know, yeah. it's, we just like to argue. I think you just like to argue with your buddies because it's fun. It passes time. So I do want to appreciate everybody. I do want to say thank you for uh, listening. And um, Dylan, on to you. I'm going to dabble a little bit in the future. Uh, Eric's going to owe me 20 bucks here by week four. Ooh. Whenever Notre Dame loses to Georgia. That's coming up. Uh, we're, we'll pick that game for sure. But uh, other than that, like Nick's saying, like, it, it's if you're not friends, if you don't personally know us, it's going to sound like you know you're kind of getting heat, like we're kind of getting heated at each other. But that's what we it, want. It's though. all I mean, for the fun. Yeah, we, we, we watch ESPN; they get like that too. We want disagreements. Yeah, right. That's you know, and that, so do the fans. We want unbiased and disagreements. I mean, yeah. So, other than that, like I said, it's just more of a, you know, I'm waiting on my twenty bucks. <laughs> I do want to say I do want to say one more thing before we cut, before we cut it there. Um, Fifty five South Sports. We're going to try to give you two episodes a week. Um, busy schedules, it's hard. We're going to try to do it beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and then you know Thursday, Friday, depending on what we have going on. Um, I do want to say we will have like a week probably off because my wife is expecting our second child. Um, so we're going to take a week off there. Um, and we'll let, we'll let you know closer to time, you know, hey, this episode is going to be our last one for a week. Um, but I just want to kind of mention that. So, if it, you know, if it happens, you know, you don't hear from us, please – we're going to try to do it twice a week, get together and, you know, and talk. So and to, and follow to, the social to, medias. Yeah. To back that up, what Nick said, we are not recording Thursday night this week. We'll be recording Friday night. Yes. It'll be out Saturday morning because yes. Dylan and I have a concert we're going to. So. Yeah. Um, but other than that, appreciate you listening. Um, we'll see you episode four. Peace. Thank you.